it's showtime! Hi everyone and welcome for the 41 episode of the Puppet Podcast. I'm so happy that we make this one happen because it's 12 hours delay from both countries. So it's kind of a, an amazing podcast that you will hear tonight, but this morning for my guests. But before I bring him in the screen, I want to uh, talk a little bit about what's going on and bring the guy behind this podcast in the screen because, you know, we do that to help the community, to make uh, the social media connection between puppeteers like really growing and he's kind of the expert to manage the social media so he could help the community and give tools so i will bring Eli live in the screen and he, he will talk more about hey hi Hello. Eli, the, Hello. The, the puppeteer behind the puppet podcast <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's me that's me so Thanks for inviting me. I, I didn't know I was the guest. <laughs> you are not properly the guest, but you could talk oh, to okay. us about Patreon because a lot of people have mystery about what is this platform. So I would give you the full screen. You want okay. the, yes, the old yes. space? Okay, I, I, I get out of the way. Yes, hello. Thanks for the for the invite, Caroline. So yeah, you've been you've been hearing Caroline talking about the Patreon Patreon thing. What's that? What's what does that eat in summer in winter? So uh, let me just read you what is Patreon just to start, so you have an idea. Patreon is a way to join your favorite creators community, so Caroline and the Puppet Podcast, and pay them for making the stuff you love, the podcasts, instead of literally throwing money at the screen. Trust us, it, it doesn't work. We tried it. You can now pay a few bucks per month that a creator makes. Uh, so imagine your favorite creators making a living doing what they do best because of you. So what we do best is, of course, podcasts, but it's also helping the puppeteers community. Uh, with everything that happened in the last couple of weeks or months, um, Probably a lot of you uh, lost some some jobs, some gigs, some money. Uh, it, it was not a, a really a good time for anybody. So <clears throat> we really want to help restart the art of puppeteering, the art of creating shows. And I mean, I'm a specialist in online social media ma ma managing. So I want to help you. Uh, get more audience, get more eyes on what you do. So if you already have a YouTube channel or you already have a show online and you're putting videos and every day you put videos on Instagram, YouTube, etc., but you don't see enough eyes or people are not watching your shows and you're, you're wondering why we want to help you with this because there's a shift happening. Uh, even with the, with the guest earlier today, uh, he has been in puppetry for 35 years and he realized he doesn't like computers, but he's gonna, he decided that now he likes them and he's going to create online workshops like, like we do on the Patreon page. So just let me show you real quick uh, the Patreon page. So it's really simple. There's two subscription, a $2 one and a $7 one. In the $2 one, you're going to have all our appreciation for the tip. 
of course. And you're going to have access to my weekly tips. So every week I'm going to do a live or a pre-recorded video about uh, some tips to grow your audience online. With the $7 a month uh, subscription, you have, of course, all our appreciation for the tip and also my marketing and promotional tips, but also access to our monthly workshop. So this week, uh, this month, we have Danny Joe that is going to do a workshop about how to create a web series for children with a very low budget. So it's going to be really cool. And with this subscription, you're going to have access to all the workshops that we did in the past months, like the one we did uh, last month with Hogue. Uh, he did um, how to create uh, puppet greetings, personalized puppet greetings business. So, so that's about it. We really want to help you. That's, I mean, we charge that because we're not getting paid to do the podcast and we want to have a great exchange with you. So uh, that way we can help you grow. And in the meantime, you can help the podcast grow and help more puppeteers uh, get put under the spotlight like our uh, guest today. So here to you, Caroline. Thank you, Eli. And, and yes, it's not when you, we say you, it's also like the puppeteer, but the puppet builder and also the puppet fan. So if you want to see like how we, we make this channel grow, that's the good way. Yeah, to we're going to show you exactly how we did it. Uh, it really exploded in the last three months. Uh, we're pushing every day. We really want to uh, get the puppeteers of this world under the spotlight the most we can because we really like this art. And uh, I mean, yeah. every, every artist, every kind of artist can follow the tips we're going to give uh, on the Patreon account. So yes, puppeteers, yeah. but every kind of artist. So yes. Thank you very much, Eddie, for this. And see All you right. soon. Can you continue sharing. Yeah, so thank you. That was the spotlight about the Patreon. And yes, for sure, we want to make this community grow and be successful. So now it's time to bring the guests into the screen. So from Singapore, Malaysia, let's come, Mr. Bright Ong. Ta -ta -da. Hey, good morning. Bonjour. Yeah, good morning, good evening. That's so amazing that we made <laughs> yeah. kind of like nine uh, night owl and early bird uh, bird at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I'll be very frank with you though. I'm more of a night owl than an early bird, so. <laughs> That's that's cool that you are part of the show. And I will ask everyone, because I, we want to know from where you're watching the show. We get people from India today, Bangladesh, whatever. Just write it down in the comments so we could just enjoy the fact that we're growing this internationally. Yeah. So, right. Could you introduce your path to puppetry for our people who listen wow my path to puppetry that's a that's a yeah it's kind of or introduce <laughs> you as an artist like yeah. how you can okay well so i would say most of the time most of the time when i meet people uh i tell them i'm an actor i'm a puppeteer and i'm a performance maker um and with regards to puppetry i think uh you know i've always loved puppets since i was a kid um and you know, I grew up watching the usual, like Sesame Street, The Muppets on, on TV. Uh, and when I grew older, I just found a, an affinity for puppets. And my second, I think it was my second professional job in theater was uh, Pinocchio the Musical. 
you know, and I got to meet some really cool uh, puppetry creators. Uh, oh, my, my good friend Graham from Australia, he was the puppetry consultant on the show. Um, and, you know, he took me under his wing and, you know, we, we built some puppets and, you know, I was in charge of maintaining the puppets during the show and performing with them as well. And strangely enough, from then, uh, a lot of the theater shows I was doing had puppets in them. Yeah, whether it was simple or complex, it, it just happened to have puppets in them. And um, I was working at Universal Studios for a point of time. I was also playing with the puppets. I you know I was writing a puppet show. Uh, I left and then I did a whole year of television puppetry. Um, and then I came back out to the freelance world and all the projects that were coming in was just so like every single imaginable different type of puppet style you can think of. It just came, 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 just like that. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was a very lucky, but, uh, you know, I, I, I hustled hard to get to where I am in the puppet industry today. Uh, yeah, and here I am. Yeah, talking to you on the on the puppet podcast at Win. <laughs> yes, it's it's so amazing, and I like I like to connect with those kind of of puppeteer because everyone has a different path. But I always start with that question, mm -hmm. and it's why do you cherish the art of puppetry? Uh this is something uh, a mentor of mine once said to me. Uh, you know, and I and I fully agree with it, and and it's the fact that I think that puppetry, you know, today in a world where you've got CGI, uh, you know, you look at the way they film movies and the way they they do theater, it's just so high tech, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I like the Mandalorian, for example, when they when they're shooting it, yeah, you know, like the Baby Yoda is a real puppet, you know, they're using lots of like fantastic puppet suits, um. But they're using such high-tech backgrounds, like Unreal Engine, to to create uh, the volume to 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 play in. But when it comes down to puppetry, like at the essence of it, to me, it's the last bit of real magic in the world, because there's there's nothing more crazy and mad than when you're performing on stage, and you, you know, it's a bit of wood or foam, right? And an adult audience is crying. They're like, oh my god, I'm feeling for this character, but you're like, you do realize it's a bit of like <laughs> wooden foam, right? And that to me, that's magic. You know, it's honest. Um, and I always tell my students that uh, you know, the, the puppet is, but the actor pretends, right? Because an actor, no matter how good you are, you're gonna go up on stage or or, or, or go in front of the camera, but you're always gonna have a certain politic to yourself. But when the puppet comes on, it's it's just the puppet. It's not lying. It's so innocent. Yeah. So I think that's what I love about the art. It's, it's just so magical. I like this thing about magic. It's so true. And it's so powerful and uplifting to believe this. Yeah. It's amazing. And I want to go toward your past. Mm. The next question is, how did, you, did your crush for puppetry happen? <laughs> How did it happen? Um, I don't think that was that. I don't think that was one moment. I think it was several moments. Yeah. Right. Um, when I was really young, uh, I think I was twelve years old. Um, Cirque du Soleil uh, toured to Singapore, and my parents brought me to watch uh, Cirque du Soleil. And it was at that moment I knew, <gasps> you know, I was watching it, going like, I, I, I don't know what this is, but I want to do that. 
whatever that is. I, I don't know what it is. I didn't understand the concept of doing theater. I didn't understand the concept of circus art or performing. I was just like, I, I just want to do that. And, you know, subsequently, you know, all the other shows, I think it was, uh, it started with Salt and Banco and then they brought in Kidam, uh, uh, Alegria, uh, you know, all these uh, big shows. And I just, saw something in me, in my head, and my heart just went, click, click. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and with, yeah, it was, it was just so magical, you know, for, for a young boy to be like watching, you know, like the, the beautiful work that Cirque du Soleil does. Um, but with puppetry specifically, after I kind of knew I wanted to be a, a puppeteer, I think um, I think it must have been on Pinocchio the Musical because when I was talking to my uh, mentor, Graham, uh, we were learning to build a couple of puppets, right? And he was just teaching me the different techniques and skills on how to maintain something and you know, how to build a joint. And something in me just went, wow, this is a really fun and interesting art. So I kind of went from like the technical side of things and then, you know, learning to appreciate the performative side of things. Yeah. And then from then on, it just like the bar chart was just like this. <laughs> it just kept going up and up and up and up and dealing with more and more complex puppets. Uh, yeah. You know, and I wear my heart on my sleeve. So, you know, these days, most people forget that I'm also an actor. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh yeah, right, the puppeteer, right? An actor, yeah, I also act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Sometimes it, a hat takes over the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it brings me the next question because mm. we talk about field of study. So in your opinion, what would be the best field of study to become a puppeteer? Ooh, I... I don't think there is one. I yeah. mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess the logical answer would be go take a course on puppetry. Uh, I know there's tons around the world in, in Vienna, in the UK, you know. Um, but I mean, look at me. I I've got a degree in geography. <laughs> you know I mean, I, I I'm a, I'm a geographer. Uh, you know, I, that's what that's what I've been trained in, or, or that's what I studied. Um, and I think. I, one thing I always I always like to sort of like you know tell whoever comes from my courses or like in my classes, is that the best puppeteers or, or people who who have the affinity to do puppetry, they always have a very very uh, large amount of empathy. Hmm. Yeah, and and I think empathy is 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 a human quality that is a bit rare these days. Like you know, I mean, you we look at what's happening around the world right now. I think it's obvious that uh, you know we all could do with a little bit more empathy, mm -hmm. uh, and the best puppeteers know how to give so much, you know, from their uh, from their soul, and, you know, from from their hearts and minds into their hands and into the puppet. Um, so you know, I I don't think there is a, a a proper way to say, oh, this is the right field of study. You have to. You just got to be a really nice human being, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and understand the world. Yeah, like love. Yeah. That's true because you have like not a, a proper school of empathy. Yeah, exactly. Empathy. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's really rare to find people with like you know empathy these days. But yeah, I think that's what makes a good puppeteer. So if you want to learn how to be a good puppeteer, have, work on your human skills, I suppose. Yeah, I like this answer. It's really yeah. nice, and I I like to have your own definition. So what is your own definition of a puppet? Oh, 
<laughs> because you know we have to answer that for children yeah. for family sometimes yeah i think some of my students won't be watching so <laughs> i better give the right answer um okay to me uh, the definition of a puppet is constantly evolving right uh you know with i think it if i look back at like how puppetry you know began you know, like from the times where it was a vessel for for spirits and souls um, you know, and or to just to entertain uh, to where it is now, I think the definition of what a puppet is is always changing, right? Mm -hmm. So there was spiritual, there's entertainment, uh, but really a puppet is anything that is technically inanimate, you know, it doesn't have a life of its own, and it requires you to breathe uh, that sense of life and animation into it. So, um, you know, if it can be manipulated or controlled by a human uh, you know, performer uh, and, and given qualities that, you know, are maybe akin to, you know, our world, like whether it's animal or human, I think that's a puppet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, these days, like, you know, you can control something like massive, right? You look at the, the people who do stuff over at Royal Deluxe. Those puppets are huge, right? But it's still human manipulation. Or if you go like completely the, the other way, you look at King Kong, right? It's all you know, remote control on the face, right? But still human, man human manipulation on the body. Um, and then of course you have like your traditional uh, Muppet style uh, uh, puppets like Baby Yoda, right? Because he's, he's still got a, a wrangle at the back, you know, mm -hmm. uh, with the core movements, the puppeteers, all the core movements at the back. But up here, it's all combined with uh, yes. remote control. So... You could True. also argue, I say, that a remote control car is a puppet. So, you know, the definition yeah. is fluid. Yeah, but I, I think it's a good one. And I, I, I want to go to that because you are part of, of Singapore area where puppetry gets really into deep spiritual, like all China puppetry is really yeah. something related to the presence. And, and have you, like, how is it to be in touch with such a deep, culture of puppetry around it's it's a bit strange because like i feel i'm a little bit removed from that world as well because i come from a very contemporary background so most yeah. of the puppetry i do uh while i borrow a lot of southeast asian elements mm -hmm. um i'm also infusing it a lot with like you know contemporary thought so a lot of the puppetry or the traditional puppetry that exists here in the singapore and the malaysian region um, they tend to stick very closely to their roots. So, mm -hmm. for example, in like the Wayan Kulit that we have in Malaysia, uh, which is shadow puppetry, yeah, mm -hmm. um, they, they have their own style. You know, like if you look at all the different uh, Chinese uh, dialect groups, um, they have their own you know uh, puppetry style as well. You know, and these are all linked to either a certain ritual or a certain time of the year, and almost more often than not, they're they're telling a story about a, a great fable or a great epic tale mm -hmm. um and i've watched these performances and you do see like you know, the the source the strive for that perfection within that framework yeah but that framework sometimes to me can be a little bit narrow which unfortunately is why uh puppetry is not a huge thing where i am or mm -hmm. at least traditional puppetry because you know um i i and this is something I tell, I tell my students as well. It's like, uh, you have to contemporize, you have to evolve with the times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like to, to me, if, if I look at art, 
or theater, you know, as a as a bigger picture. It has to evolve and tell the stories of our time, of us, you know. It's all good that you you remember the past, you remember history, and you remember where we came from. Yeah. Right? But in order for your art to survive, you have to move forward. Yeah, you have to move forward and you have to, you know, contemporize uh, what it means for you. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I wish I could answer that better because but they, I, I don't have, yeah. It's great. It's great. It's opinion. And that's yeah. what the podcast is about. It's We yeah. want to, to discuss about like the tradition and the contemporary and the opinion about all of that. And I think it, we have to, to have a thought on, on everything yeah. of this. Yeah, some people might hate me after this, but <laughs> it's my opinion. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but we can discuss. Uh, bring bring the your viewpoint. We can also I uh, bring it in the screen and just to see what what's what's going on with that. I I will go to the next one, and uh -huh. it's um it it's really interesting. It's do you feel that puppetry has reached its full potential, or do oh. you feel there's still room? For improvement, definitely room for improvement. I think definitely, like if if anyone there says that, like, oh yeah, puppetry, you know, it's, it's done for, it's reached its pinnacle, rubbish. Okay, because yeah. um, every day, you know, uh, and and this is one great thing about social media, right? Like, you know, I follow a couple of uh, puppetry artists around the world, and someone is always coming up with a really fun new technique, whether it's you know building whether it's about uh, mechanization or jointing, you know, like someone always has a really cool idea. Um, there never is really a new idea because, you know, we've been around for so long, but it's always building upon another yeah. idea. And it's just so fun to watch, you know. Uh, like I learned so much from these puppeteers uh, just seeing their process and how they do things. Like you look at people um, like... Uh, like buddy ollie in the uk right like how he does stuff and how like you know uh uh, uh what's that guy's name to toby ollie from uh, uh grimes puppetry how they do certain things uh -huh. and then i look at my friends from indonesia in, in paper wound puppet and you're like wow like you know just the techniques the variety of techniques and the styles are so vastly different and every day something new is coming up so has yeah. it reached its full potential no of course not <laughs> you know um uh, and and then with, with technology, right? Like, you know, yeah. soon enough, I'm pretty sure someone, one of us in the community is going to develop an app and then, you know, you can control a puppet from your phone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that day is going to come. Yeah, yeah maybe sooner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we've got the remote control toys now where you can yeah. control it from your phone. But in terms of like, like full-on articulation and movement, I'm pretty sure at some point yeah. it's coming. Yeah. Yes, that's a good vision for the future. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I always ask about the ascension. Do you feel we are in an ascension about the popularity of puppetry? Ah, uh, I think like most things, that there's been like peaks and troughs. Yeah. Um, there, I feel there was a period of time like maybe in the the late '90s, early 2000s. I think puppetry kind of took a dip. Yeah, uh, and I'm, I'm basing all of this off of what I see in the movies, yeah. right? So in the 70s and 80s, they didn't have the technology, uh, so they went for practical effects, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, so like the original three Star Wars movies, for example, 
for yeah. like wow, right? You know, like proper full on prosthetic makeup, puppets. And then episode one, two, three came, and it's all a bit like, oh, why are they using green screen? <laughs> mm. right? But after that, I think that I think puppetry had a massive resurgence because of these popular movies. It, it's so strange, right? Like mm-hmm. these big movies have huge fan bases, and the fan bases are going like, oh, that was terrible, that sucked, or whatever, or I didn't like this, I didn't like the fact that the CGI looked so plastic. Uh, and that kind of forced like you know people to to rethink about. To rethink how are they shooting uh, 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 characters yeah. that are not necessarily human. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then now you see a massive resurgence in puppetry. Like so many studios uh, are using practical effects once again. So, you know, um, I hope it stays that way and yeah. not go into another trough. Yeah. Because there is that danger of uh, using like CGI to replace uh, certain characters now. Um, and while it may be, you know, more convenient or less convenient, depending on the case, uh, I think nothing beats having an actual puppet either on stage or, you know, on film. Because it's, yeah. you know, you're revolving around, most of the time, you're revolving around human actors. And for a human actor to stand to a blank screen or to stand to a guy in a, <laughs> in a green, like, skin suit, it's a bit like, how am I supposed to emote? Like, you know, I have to imagine so much. But if I see the puppet, like, already you go, oh, wow. You know, yeah. this is a completely new being. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's human nature to anthropomorphize things, right? So I see a dog, I go, oh, it's feeling sad. Oh, it's feeling happy. We don't really know, <laughs> you know, like animals have a yeah. different. Yeah, but you know that's what humans do. We we do the same thing with a puppet. We look at it and go, oh, no, it's feeling hungry. It's like it doesn't have a digestive system. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just the way we are built. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully Ascension more. <laughs> yeah. Boom, we wish yeah. it. Uh, and I will go to the future because I like to to know more about your your vision. Mm-hmm. So what is your biggest purpose as a puppeteer? <gasps> oh my goodness, that's a <laughs> That's a big one. I that's know. That's a huge one. I did not see that coming. What's my biggest Wow. Um or something cool. Something you you see you you want your career go toward this or a goal? Oh, okay, a goal. okay, okay. A goal. Um, I, I think one of my my biggest goals since I was a kid was always to be in a Star Wars film, <laughs> right? Um, but I will settle for Jurassic Park as well because they make great animatronic puppets or mechatronic puppets, I should say. Um. So yeah, like I, I've always wanted like a role in in like a Star Wars film, uh, be it an actor and or a puppeteer, you know. So as a puppeteer, if I reach that level, I'll be like, yes, you know, like you know, I, I'm I'm living my childhood dreams, and I think that's just uh, it's it's just a bit, you know, sweet to think about because you know, as a child, puppetry was something that I really liked, and then now as an yeah. adult, you know, you go. I, I get to I get to re I get to live my childhood dream and that's just that would be magical. But if I go back to your the root of your question, which is what's my greatest purpose yeah. uh, as a puppeteer, I think it would be to um and I think this I mean in my opinion it applies to everyone around the world, but to tell the stories of your people and mm. you know be accountable for it, 
be 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 uh, you know uh, have credibility behind it and be responsible. Tell these stories with with love and with care, you know, and and something that will remind your people, your society, your community, as mm. to who they are, why they are, and you know which direction they're moving forward in. Um, you know, I reference back to the times when uh, puppetry was banned in the United States because the government's really afraid of like, oh, you know, puppets are political and they're going to like, you know, bring down the government, which I think it's, wow, how fragile is your ego <laughs> to, uh, you know, like how insecure are you um, to, to think that. But, uh -huh. you know, times have changed. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of, you know, uh, just terrible human behavior around the world right now, you know, with the whole, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you, you've read the news about what's happening in, in the US, um, you know, and even with China and Hong Kong, you know, it's, uh, it's weird. It's, it's like history repeats itself all over again. It's like, are we back in the seventies? What's going on? <laughs> you know, uh, but as a puppeteer, I think my greatest responsibility and my greatest purpose is to tell the stories of my people and of humanity, you know, make sure that you know i tell it with proper care with fairness and most importantly i think with love because i think that's what we all need right now is a little bit of love wow yeah i you have my intention toward this big purpose <laughs> hey. I, I put some in this direction for sure so let's see what the public said because i have one last question but i want we we seems to have many questions here so sure. let's Bring in in the screen. Oh, here, Alexander mm. asked, "What the puppet that has most hard to work with?" Okay, uh, hmm. kind of a good one. It's a good one because uh, I I don't know whether he means hard as in effort wise or whether he means like technicality wise. Um, yeah. but I answer both. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I think one of the hardest puppets to work with. All right, it's always taking a soft toy and you shove a stick into it <laughs> and then you make it come alive because you know it's just it's just this thing where it just goes like that right you know and you have not much control over it but if you can manage to bring that to life right um and you know engage with an audience i think you've you've done your basic training <laughs> yeah right because you've got not much to work with but yeah. that's the best training ground uh Another puppet that was really hard to work with in terms of effort, I'm, I built this massive um, five, no, 5.5 meter long puppet uh, for an outdoor festival, right? And oh. on my shoulders, I was an extension of about maybe another meter and a half, plus the puppet, which then made it, I think, two and a half meters, maybe. Whoa, okay. Yeah. That's so I, I, was, you know, I was the biggest guy on the team. Uh, and I, I wore the front where the head was hanging off and it was just like even going down the steps or a curb you're just like okay I have to be really careful not to slip and I have to like compensate for height for the guy at the back so <laughs> it was just like effort and like yeah like even like coming down to the audience like you know it's all squatting down you're just like okay hold your core tight Use your legs, use your knees, brace, and go down, two, three, four, <laughs> and breathe. Do not relax, and breathe, and coming up, and three, two, one. Yeah. So that was a good workout. I got really strong from that one. <laughs> That's good. And it, yeah, it's really a physical job that we do. Yeah. That's yeah. true. 
And let's see, we have another one. Wow. Okay. Uh, just a second. Yeah, they, that's Alexander who said the difficult, and yeah, you answer uh, it. Here. Hopla, yeah. Nicola. Has we uh, he taken part of the Japanese water? Oh, have you ever done oh. this? Oh, uh, no, not yet. Not yet. I'm hoping one day because you know, I mean, you, you look at the Asian region, right? Like, uh -huh. like every single Asian country is so different, you know. Yeah. Um, and and of course, like you know, especially like in an area like Singapore and Malaysia, we have so many different ethnicities, yeah, so many different races, and each of them bring their own culture into this yeah. like great big melting pot. Uh, so not yet. I really want to try though. Like I, I've seen it before, um, you know, and I and I also want to try out the uh, the Vietnamese water puppetry because that look yeah. that looks like amazing fun. So yeah, uh, I don't know, uh, Nicholas, if you can send me over to Japan, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I would yeah. love to. I would really really love to. But yeah, I guess for me right now, like the closest would be the Vietnamese water puppetry show. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know how it works. I just haven't tried it. Yeah, yeah. but he, he also asked. Uh, if you have experimented with bunraku puppet so. ah yes so um i have actually because uh, not the actual uh the, the traditional bunraku but the uh -huh. contemporary style of things so a lot of my puppetry influences come from the bunraku style of puppetry because i feel it gives you the most uh you know the, the most uh the highest percentage of, of contact with your hands with the puppet uh so you know i did a show at legoland malaysia where I was brought on board as a resident director of the show, uh, is for this franchise called Ninjago. I don't know if you know it. It's a it's a it's a Lego cartoon about ninjas, uh, <laughs> and the guy again Graham, my mentor, brought me on board that project. And uh, yeah, all the puppets were Bunraku style. Yeah, they weren't oh, Bunraku wow. puppets, but the Bunraku style. So Lego, okay. you know, like little Lego like figurines, <laughs> but Bunraku style puppets. So wow. uh, so in an essence, I I or rather you know. Indirectly, I have done Bunraku puppetry, but not the traditional stuff, which is going to take me years <laughs> to, yeah. to master. Yeah, because they have their own you know, system of hierarchy and respect. So, yeah. 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 One day if I retire in Japan, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer because I, that's true. The tradition is really still there. And yeah, yeah and that's amazing. In today's yeah. world, that's amazing. That's yeah. just wow! Like you know, they 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 they've clung onto that and like massive respect for the commitment that they that that they have to that. Yeah, yeah. it's so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, that's the word beautiful. Mm. Mm -hmm. And and like the last hard question I have for you is, Ooh. where do you see the puppetry art in ten years? Where will <laughs> we will go? That's uh, a new question of the podcast I bring. Man, if if I knew I'd be a rich man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe you will. Maybe, maybe. Um, where do I? Oh my goodness, Caroline, that's, that's <laughs> such a. I guess in ten years' time, you know, maybe at at this point, uh, there's there's a slight hope in me that, you know, the more the leaders in performance. All right, so. For example, if it's stage, like if you look at the, the West End uh, or if you look at Broadway, hopefully someone, you know, 
push us forward with uh, this idea to tell a story with puppets, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of times we see a lot of shows that have puppets revolving around humans. If you look at War Horse, uh, yeah. you know, um, the most sort of, uh, you know, puppet heavy show I can think of right now at, you know, 10.30 in the morning, I'm a bit asleep, uh, <laughs> is Avenue Q. Right. Yeah. So, and that's a very you know like commercial sense of like okay how to move a, a glove puppet. Um, yeah, I, and I hope someone comes up with a really cool and inventive way to tell an entire story just using puppets, where the puppets are the main characters of the show. Yeah. yeah hopefully, hopefully, and in film, I hope they they continue to to experiment and break new ground with how they can you know create. Uh, uh, more more stories visually with puppets as well, you know, because you know it's just something about it when you when you look at it on screen and how the actors are reacting to it as well, you know, there's this life, you know, that you don't you don't normally get every other day, you know. I mean, if we had like Baby Yoda's walking around, that'd be really cool. But you know, when you see it on screen, that's that's the magic of it, right? That's the magic yeah. of of what puppetry brings to to a story. It's just this otherworldly character who. You know, you you're allowed to imprint your own imagination upon, and that's what's important, and that's part of the magic, right? You're exercising your imagination. You're looking at something, going like, "I've never seen that before. What the hell is that? And why am I feeling for it? Oh my goodness!" <laughs> and you know, and and that's building empathy, isn't it? Right? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in ten years, a lot of empathy towards puppetry and human. So, yeah, yeah, and and I oh my goodness! Uh, in ten years' time, can I just say I hope yeah. people start to recognize puppeteers as not just a props handler, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oftentimes people who don't understand puppetry think, oh yeah, you're a puppeteer, right? So that's the same. We can put your puppet, your puppets with the props, and like uh, we'll make you the prop master. It's like, uh, <laughs> no, 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 silver plate, no, silver uh, <laughs> plate, no, no, please, like yeah, like. Yeah, I I hope in ten years time people start to understand that uh, puppeteers are like your actors, are like your dancers, are like your musicians. They they are, you know, part of the performing team. Uh, mm -hmm. Stop putting them aside. You know, like uh, acknowledge the fact that uh, they're there to to help you as a director or producer bring to life your story, and that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, to direct puppets is is it's an art oh, to yeah. write for puppetry too. It's it's yeah. something. I've, I've come across a couple of directors in my time, and they're just like, oh, I don't know what to do with the puppets. Uh, yeah, just go do something. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, or they get really scared and defensive, and then they don't know what to do with it, or they can't tell like you know what's good puppetry and bad puppetry because they're not they're not willing to take time to learn a little bit more about the art. And that to me, hopefully in 10 years time, that will be a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah. I like this. I think, yeah. and if everyone we keep like uh, teaching and educating our Absolutely. teens, we will get through that. Absolutely, sure. yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. I'm oh. bright. You, you are so bright and shiny. I'm really <laughs> happy to yes, have. <laughs> yeah, uh, and if if people want to see more of of you, your your work, where they can find some. Uh, stuff? I do have a website, and that yeah. is uh, www.brightong.net. Uh, but the easiest way to to follow me with my work is just on Instagram. 
I put everything there, you know, whether I'm having fun on a day out or whether I'm doing serious work, it's all on Instagram at bright.ong. So yes. yeah, yeah. Easy, Great. Yeah. Easy and, and yes, I really encourage to people to go to, to see because it, it's amazing how you, you have a lot of stuff in, in Which is your... why people get confused. They can, never, they can never remember. Are you an actor? Are you a puppeteer? Like, what are you doing? Why are you directing now? What's going on? It's a bit like, yo, hey man, I'm a freelance <laughs> artist. I, I, I do what I, what I love to do, right? So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I will wish you the best for your other job that's coming. And, and Thank yes, you. enjoy your, your time and keep create. Thank you so Thank you. much. Thanks for having me on the show. Yes, bye, Bright. See you. Au revoir. Au revoir. And thank you very much, everyone, to have been part of this wonderful episode. I want to um, thank you for watching today. And um, remember to visit our Patreon account where you can find tips and tricks to help you to grow your social media because it the social media promotion is really key and to bring more eyes towards puppetry so this patreon is for puppeteer puppet builder puppets fan so to be honest this tips is also applicable to any artist so just feel free for theaters also if you are curious about what we propose to grow your audience so be free to have a look and um if you have any comments of about what you want to have in a workshop, what you want to have advice on on the, the, the Patreon, just feel free to write into the comment or write us an email. So the address is info at puppetpodcast.com. So everyone, I say good night or good morning, depends where you are on the planet and see you soon for another episode next week. We have again three new guests from USA and Canada, so stay tuned for another Puppet Podcast show. Bye!